from the belt to the plate. A swing and a miss, and that's the winner. That's the winner. A World Series winner for the Cardinals. Smith parks one in the right down the line. It may go. Go crazy, folks. Go crazy. It's a home run, and the Cardinals have won the game by the score of three to two on a home run by the Wizard. Go crazy. Swinging a long one in the left field. Adios, goodbye, and maybe that's the winner. A three-run homer by Clark, and the Cardinals lead by the score of seven to five, and they may go to World Series on that one, folks. What a team! What a ride! The Cardinals are world champs in 2011. Welcome to That's a Winner podcast. I am Ryan Jenkins, and with me as always is Josh Brown. Hello, hello. Well, Josh, we went uh, on the road. We won the first two at, and, uh, in San Fran, and I thought at the minimum we won, wanted to at least get one of the two out of the next side, right? Yeah, three out of four. It looked good. It looked like that was a, a good possibility, but they did not do that. They only ended up with the two at the beginning of that. So now the Cardinals have opened up the season. We're trailing the Brewers by one and a half games, right? Unless they two, two and a half, two and a half games. So, and they're hopefully but, about to lose. Yes, on evening. the cusp of losing tonight. Here, what is this? Monday, May 9th. So, um, let's open it up first straight away with Juan Yepes. This is not where I was going to start. I was going. I'm going to throw you for a loop in a second, but let's talk about Juan Yepes. He has been on a tear. He joined the Cardinals. I think he's now played five games. He's batting 500. He has for his first career home run yep. run scored walks he got everything all of his first out of the way now his first couple hits they were just bloop lucky doubles right it wasn't they weren't not terrible swings no. went the other way but they were they were pulling i mean they were playing him to pull yeah. which is true to his his triple a numbers right so it was luck right they were luck and so you know people are like oh you got two hits in his first career game you know cool you know i was happy he just got out of the way and then he could go play some baseball now then he starts hitting doubles and then home runs, right? Got his first one. So the question really comes to, is this a Bo Hart situation? Or is this, we're going to go to two extremes, or an Albert Pujols situation? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Ew. Right, Way two extremes. extremes on you the know, spectrum. Bo Hart went to the same, straight out of the gates, awesome. He played, he was eight months total at any time in the majors. That was right. it. Never saw him again. Then you had Albert who came up, and obviously he's done what he's done. Now, Tommy Edmond had a similar run, not as great. Whenever he first came up, he was on a, a tear. Oh, yeah, second half of yeah. 2019 when he came up. On a yeah. tear, came out of nowhere, boom. He's now on the team, hasn't gone back, right? So where does Juan Yepes fit in? I mean, my hope, and I do think, honestly, I, I do think it's not, I don't think it's a Bo Hart situation. Now, I don't think he's going to get an extra base hit every game. I think this is like four or five games in a row now, well, or there might've been one game in there somewhere where he had like a couple singles and he didn't have an extra base hit. A couple but, singles. He's reached base every yes. game. And I think he's had two hits in every game, at least reached base twice. I think in every game. Yes. Yes, he has. He's hitting 474 now. Okay. So he, he did well, he wound up finishing two for three the other day, yeah. but a walk, what, you know, the first home run of the season, I think he had a single. Um, yeah, man, he, he has looked, he's looked really good early on. And I think, I think that, I mean, th there's nothing you could be you know, mad about with what he's done so far. I mean, gosh, they get 474, 500 on base percentage right now, 1.28 
OPS, which is just absurd. <laughs> like that's absurd. Three doubles, a homer, three RBIs in five games. Nine hits. Nine hits in five games. And he's already scored four runs. So he, he's been in the midst too. You know, that comeback win that we had. Right. Um, that was he was right in the middle of that. I mean, double to start off that inning. Got got pinch hit four. Car, car, I assume he's slow. I don't yes. know. <laughs> yeah, he's not the fastest runner, but you know, Dylan and Dylan Carlson did not start that game, right? So right. that's another guy that kind of responded with Yepes coming up. You know, he's taken a couple starts away from Dylan. Yepes took a start yesterday away from Tyler O'Neill. That that and that might have been that could have been a day off for O'Neill. I don't know if they said that for sure, but man, I, I don't know how you not play him right now. I think that long term, he's obviously pretty obviously a DH, right? Um, he kind of reminds me a little bit of like an Alan Craig or a Matt Holiday out in, in a corner spot. Like, you just, he, like you're putting him there because you need to find a you spot need his for bat. Him. And right. he's going to make the plays that come to him. I think he's looked fine out there, but he doesn't have, you know, a cannon of an arm. Right. I don't think he's not going to be above. He's not going to be out there, you know, snagging balls right off the grass. Like yeah. Tyler O'Neill. Who's the, who's the worst left fielder or right fielder we've had in the last 10 years. I don't know. I'm just spitting. Matt Adams. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. not, he's not Matt Adams okay. in the outfield. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, Dun- I mean that's Duncan. Yeah, he Chris Duncan has some rough games. Got yeah. rest his soul, obviously. Yeah. Sad story with him, but great bat though, right? right. I mean, he was fantastic for us in the lineup. And so he's an think, underrated Cardinal. Do you think that the, you know, I I think that you know Matt Holiday was bad. He had some really bad games at big points, right, in the World Series, um, and you know, and other balls hitting him in places. But, um, you know, Matt Holiday, those are the ones that come to mind. Marcelo Zuna, who was a Gold Glover though, I do believe, but then somehow regressed when he became a cardinal um duncan and matt adams is a great one i i forgot that he even ventured out there a few times Colton you know, wong got thrown out in the outfield a couple times you remember that yeah center field left that was not good so did albert pujols if you remember long yeah, time he, ago he started yeah it, well yeah i mean probably comparable probably comparable honestly to to like albert out there okay. you're gonna make the place to not a cannon of an arm he's right not, you know so i don't think that's i mean i i really do still think our outfield as is is set, um, you know, pending Tyler O'Neill hopefully bouncing back, Carlson getting it going. But I will say to those guys' credit, especially Dylan Carlson, I mean, he's really responded these last three days, I think. You know, that first game that he got benched for Yepes, the next day he started, had his first home run of the season, big three-run shot that could have at that yes. point. We were down, you know, nine one, to – Two two runs, I think. Yeah, we were yeah. down two runs when he hit that three-run shot. Um, so he's responding well. I, I hope that that keeps going. but. Yeah, I mean, I think long-term, you're looking at Yepes as the DH. I think this time next year, you're talking about him getting most of those starts at DH. Well, so, because because the, the great thing about him, too, that we haven't gotten into yet, I think all the damage he's done so far has been against right-handers. Right. He, he hits righties and lefties. Like well, that, he that makes him... That's huge. Yes, because obviously we're not getting enough production from the DH spot in general, uh, but there's obviously more right-handed pitchers than there are left-handed pitchers and i think that albert pujols does just a fine job as against lefties but there's not very many of those in the league anymore like it's there and they're not going to bring in a bullpen guy to pitch to them right so i think back to the dodger series in the playoffs last year or the series the game right card and they called up yepes and put him on the 40 man at that time we kind of over that because yepes makes the 40 man roster but he's just kind of a placeholder we think in the future it's going to be Gorman it's going to be Libertor it's going to be these other guys and we just kind of put him on the burner but now he's the guy that's there is he going to hold up Gorman's advancement now 
because you got to think he's going to take one of those spots now too. If if he's playing well, you got Dickerson issue. You have an Albert Pujols issue. Right. You have you talking this year or next year? This year, yeah, I I, I think so. Yeah. Um. Well, I think so. If you're thinking that if Gorman comes up, he has to get most of his at bats at DH. I don't think he has to. Right. For some reason, it seems like the Cardinals think that because I see Paul DeYoung in the lineup every single day. And you would say, well, duh, he has to be. Edmundo Sosa has COVID, right? Shh, don't tell anybody. You know, that came out that Sosa's got COVID. <laughs> and then the Cardinals deleted that tweet. So, no, no, it's just, you know, it's it's, it's just the IL. It's like they, they let that one slip out. Yeah. Clearly, he didn't want that release. So you would say, well, they have, that he, you know, DeYoung has to go out there. He's the only shortstop on the roster. Um, maybe by like listed position, but he's not the only one who can play there. We've gone into this, right? Like I've talked about it. Tommy Edmond could play shortstop. And I think he would be above average. I do. I agree as well. I, so I was looking at the, I was looking at his um, scouting reports. Yeah. He as, was drafted as either a third baseman or a shortstop. One of the two. But in the minors, he and Sosa were on the same team, obviously. Right. Right. They were coming up at the same time. The, the scouting reports said that Sosa and Tommy are viewed as the same level of defensive play at shortstop. So what and are you worried about? We've Tommy, already seen how good Sosa could be at shortstop. And Tommy was viewed as a better bat, more of a long-term right. player in, For in, sure. in the major leagues. I would say Sosa probably has a better arm, too. Right. Maybe a stronger arm. Yeah. But, but Edmund was drafted. But they're pretty much saying one and one. Like They're, yeah. they're the same defensively. You're going to play Tommy over Sosa because right. of his bat. Well, and someone said to me, well, what about his arm? I'm like, what about his arm? Did we, did we just, like... Forget about 2019. Do you realize like most of his starts in 2019, he played he played a lot in the outfield that year, mm-hmm. but a lot of his starts were at third base. Why? Because Matt Carpenter was terrible. Right. That was like the beginning of the descent. Like of, if you could play third base, if he's got the arm for third base, <laughs> he can stop. have the arm for shortstop. Right. And you know who's going to have better range than shortstop? Paul DeYoung. Right. And that's not a knock on Paul. If there's one thing Paul has done re- like really well this year, he's looked good defensively. Yeah. Sort of, I've had no problem with him defensively at shortstop they've turned some great double plays he's got a great arm over there he makes you know he he's not diving and making the flashy plays like tommy or nolan can but he's not he's not you know hurting you at shortstop but tommy would be totally fine over there so long-winded way of answering your question i don't think gorman should be blocked because of yepes i think that de should be more than on the hot seat at this point and they should really really be considering moving tommy to shortstop and calling up Gorman and getting okay. his shot at second base. So let's let's talk about this. So you make that move. Who's going down? Or off the 40 man, I guess. Yes. So. I haven't really looked at the 40 that's man. That's the problem, yeah, right? Yeah, that's that's so, the tough thing. So let me let me ask you this. So we we've texted about this conversation, so we might as well put it out Just to the to Send the, world. the young back down there, Just, man. I joke about that. Do you think the young would clear waivers if we send him down? He has Do you two think- options left. De Young? Yes. Okay, DeYoung I didn't has know two that. Options I did left. not know that. Now, I think that they send him down triple A. Let they, him get it right. They, they probably have, don't want to do that because the contract. They're worried about. I think here are two things on De Young. Are they're worried about his psyche, and right. I and I think that they're worried about his trade value. If they send him down, that it obliterates it. But I think you have I a don't chance to hear make the him, trade. Well, yeah, you you get a chance to to figure it out a little bit, right? But who do you send down? And he does have options, but I don't think they're going to use them. Maybe they will, but I don't think that they will because they're the Cardinals because it's John Mazalock. But I don't, I don't think that they're going to. So Donovan, right? He's he can go down. But my question is this: really, Donovan and, and hasn't Donovan hasn't been crazy impressive. But he hasn't I mean, had his, the, he hasn't had many opportunities. No. So would you rather Gorman come up now 
and not really get these opportunities because someone's going to be an odd man out and just not get tons of playing time. Well, let me ask you this. Like you talk about not sending Donovan. And I agree. I don't think he's gotten a fair shake at starts. Yeah. Right. For me, Donovan can't play shortstop, at least not from what I've seen. He didn't play there in spring training. He's not listed as that. I don't think he's played there in the minors. So there's two frustrations I would have if you're, if you're going to give Donovan more reps, how's he going to get more reps? Probably playing second base, second base. Right. Which means Tommy would play shortstop. So in my mind, if you're going to do that, call up your top prospect and let him get the bat, you know, get the crack at it and because get the starts. Donovan's there because of his Paul, versatility. But yeah, Paul to be able to uh, take out Paul Goldschmidt right. and Nolan Arenado. He cuz he, he can play third. He, he can play he can play third, he can play second. He he's had a start already at first. They gave right. Goldschmidt a DH day. So that's why and he's he there. He can play left field. He's played some outfield too. I mean, the only thing he can't play is shortstop and catcher, pretty right. much, and you wouldn't put him in center. Right. So his versatility is nice, and he's a lefty bat, which I get, but he's not playing at all. Right. So for me, it's like if you sent Lars Newbar down, you can send Brandon Donovan back down. But if you're sending Donovan down, does does Gorman get reps, though? That's what I'm worried about. I'm well, worried I don't about think sending you guys. Call, call him up if he's not going to get the right. Stars. So if you're going to call him up, I agree with that. Ollie said that. Yeah. Moe said that. I agree. Like, don't call him up if you're not going to give him the starts, but are we just going to? Keep letting Paul DeYoung bat 135. All right, so here's my next I mean, question. Do you – this is a difficult one for Cardinals people, I think. Is, is Do you just trade someone? Now, when I say someone, the options are really this. Nolan Gorman or top, Tommy Edmond. Your top prospect. I don't think Tommy Edmond's getting but that, that's. But you have to make a hole somewhere at yeah. some point, right? So do you trade one of these guys? Because here's my worry. I would love for – for Gorman to come up and him to play like Yepes immediately and be ready Kill to go. It, yeah. But you know, the fact of the matter is that doesn't really happen that often. No. Even with Yepes, I mean, it's a very small sample size, right? right? It's been five games, but you look at a guy like Mike Trout. I mean, he struggled for a yeah. month. I mean, he got sent back down. Right. So, you know, it, that's it's, not uncommon. It's really difficult to be really good in the majors, right? And it's really difficult to do that immediately. So I would rather see him get some, some chances before they make a drastic move. My biggest fear would be, all right, we ship off Paul DeYoung and Sosa and make this move. Tommy goes to short. Gorman plays second, and then he's bad. And then it's not terrible because we gave it the opportunity. Bad how? At the plate? At the plate. Okay. At the plate. I'm not worried about defensively. I mean, second base is probably should be the easiest position to play be next to first base, right? Those are the – and you're not losing a ton because, you know, how many guys have won – the gold glove for the St. Louis Cardinals playing second base? Probably not very many. Three. I mean, uh, Wong, Edmund, who uh, else am I missing? Yeah, there's three. Those are the only ones. Yeah. There's three. Okay. No, there, no you're, there's one you're missing, but there's three in the history of the St. Louis Cardinals. Who's so the you, other one? Tommy Herr, an old guy? No, older guy? no, but you, I'll, I'll get you in a second. But <laughs> you got to think that is, we're talking about we ha- we can't sacrifice good great defense. A great. We trotted Johnny Peralta out there for two years when he was, Way over the hill. But the other part and of it he's is... he's made the playoffs because of his bat. We've never won a World Series with a second baseman winning the gold glove. No. That gives you a a, a little bit more of who think, the think, other one could be. Think post-Pujols teams that yeah. we've had. The best ones. You know, 2013 World Series. 14-15, yeah. great playoff teams. Who's playing second base? Matt Carpenter. Yeah. Below average. Below. And look, that's not a knock on Matt. I love Matt. He was incredible those three or four seasons. But you go look at his numbers. He was below average at second base. I don't think about that at all. I don't remember no. him being below. I remember him making plays. I remember him making all-star teams. I remember him breaking the doubles record, Stan Musial, because his bat was good. Like You can't tell me that Nolan Gorman's going to be worse than Matt Carpenter defensively. 
And you can't tell me that Gorman is going to bat under 134. I don't no. think it'll happen. And that's why I say... I don't think it'll happen. So you say, well, what about his psyche? Look, I think it's worth giving him a shot now. I mean, you know, like, seriously, like another week, maybe, or two of Paul. And if but you, this have is still to happen- do, you have to make a corresponding move. It's, you know what I mean? Yeah. That, well, that's yeah. the hardest part. Yeah. You there, have has to, to be a, there has to be some connection that... The move that probably makes the most sense, if you're not wanting to boot anyone off the 40-man, is sending Donovan back down. I mean, that's probably the one that makes the most sense. But then on the other end of that, you know, Sosa's on the COVID IL. So if you want him back later as your backup shortstop, yeah. or he, you know, he can play second base. He's played third base some too. Sosa, yeah, somebody else would have to go down, or somebody but else have to go the only but IL. You're keeping or, Yepes. Yeah, I don't think. So what happens to Dickerson if you're bringing up Gorman? Maybe he's the odd man out. I mean, do you DFA? I mean, what a guy? What he's making five million? Yeah, they probably don't want to do that because they need left-handed bats. Right. So, but he's not batting. No, he's not. He's not. He's not. And I'll tell you what killed me with him the other night. I have no problem starting Juan Yepes over Dylan Carlson or Tyler O'Neill, for example, giving him a start over one of those guys because of his bat. What I did not like the other night was Yepes DHing and Corey Dickerson in right field. That game that we lost the Giants three to one or or two or, or two to one, whatever it was, one of those runs was, you know, runners on first and second, base hit to right field. Two runs scored. Right. Because Dickerson apparently has doesn't, a noodle arm. The ball have, bounced doesn't twice. Doesn't have the Carlson arm. Yeah, definitely. and that's what's tough with me with Carlson is like, you're telling me, well, DeYoung's been great defensively. Like, you know, just let him give him time to hit. Dylan Carlson's been great defensively. He has the best throw of any outfielder this year to throw somebody out. A 97.5-mile-per-hour throw from the center field wall. He's making plays out there. Like, he's by far got the better arm. So that that kind of drove me nuts. I, I didn't like to see that the other night. Not and, and look, you know, I'm not trying to knock Ollie. I didn't look. Maybe it was a matchups thing. Maybe Dickerson had good numbers against that starter. I don't know. But at what point do you do you go away from all that BS? I mean, Dickerson hasn't performed. Paul DeYoung hasn't performed. What, at what at point, all? What, at all? At what point do you say it's time? Look, the Cardinals are in good shape. Even though the season right now, we feel like oh, it's it's not they're, great. They're playing about 500 ball. I mean, we're four games over 500, yeah. but it's. It's. I mean, we're exactly five and five in the last ten. So right, and we haven't hit all cylinders at the same time. No, you know, it's just not clicking all the way. And we haven't had that seventeen game win streak. Yeah, well, we're yeah. just waiting on that. Just waiting. It, <laughs> at the end of the year, then then all of a sudden they shoot up to first. But you know, it's just it's it's not all clicking, and they're they're in a fine spot. I feel like, as I said in the off season, that this team is really really close to being really really good. So my question: They just uh, they just need what what we said all off season a right. shortstop a shortstop and some <laughs> pitching now why do we know that and they didn't I mean maybe they did know it and they just wouldn't they wouldn't go to it so when I talked about trading you know Xander Bogarts has come out and they they said that he's he, out he, he doesn't want to renew there he's the end of his free agent after the season yeah, right? after the season so you would think they're going to move him if and they are not looking good and this they're year. not and they're they're not looking great and you would think they're going to move him. Uh, it would be smart. You texted me. You asked like what it would take. And I, I mean, I even said it. Gorman's probably going to be the hot would have to be the highlight of that kind of trip. Right. So, and I think I asked in the text, at what point is, do you trade a could be versus a right now he's ready, right? Which is Xander Bogarts, who's been good for years, who's been <laughs> much better than DeYoung for the last similar time frame. Oh, yeah. So what, you know, I think what Cardinals fans would get scared of, you trade out Gorman, and you're like, oh, he's going he's gonna to get us back later. You know, that was our best right. player, our best future. But 
right now you have someone that could fill the hole. Because if you fill a hole with Xander Bogarts, I don't care if you trade uh, prospects that we don't know or you know lower end prospects, and you get you get him because it's a rental in theory if you don't resign him because he may not cost a ton if it's if you're not getting an immediate contract, right? He may not be as expensive, right? But if you're doing that move, you're saying Gorman's not playing. Either Yepes or Gorman's going to be your DH. And, yeah, and one of them. One of them would have to go. Right. It would not make sense to keep one of them. Right. And, and you know, if we're saying now, well, Gorman's just blocked. Gorman's just blocked. Well, you know, we can't move Tommy shortstop. He won't go glove. You know, second base. Okay. Tommy's going to be on the team for the next three to five years. Yeah. That's why they chose him so over Deion, it, over uh, Wong was exactly. because of his money, making half a million dollars a year instead of ten million dollars a year. Exactly. And now he's a Gold Glove. Best second baseman in all of baseball. One of the best hitters on the team right now, too. And second best hitter on the team. He's Tommy Edmund is here to stay. Right. So and he's I'm happy still, for that. I'm I'm a big Tommy fan. I have been since he look. He came keeps up. proving me wrong, man, and I will gladly just eat it. I hope he I hope he does this all season. He's looked great. His, his strikeouts are down. His on, on base, base percentage more. is up. He's walked. Uh, he struck out a couple times the other day, but at one point he had more walks than he did strikeouts, which, which is, great. is what a Lead that was the biggest knock on him last yes. year. He wasn't walking. But, right, Tommy's still going to be there next year. Yes. The year after that, year after that. So if you're never going to move Tommy to shortstop to give Nolan a chance to play second, or part one, or you're not going to let Nolan be the main DH, then why are we keeping him? Right. Look, I want to see him. He had his 12th home run the other night. He's still leading all of baseball in homers. Like, I want, I want to see him. But if we're not going to see him, and we're not going to make a space for him. Right now is the best time to trade him. Yeah, his value is not going to be any higher. So, what do you think it takes for him to play? Like in actuality, what we want versus what's going to happen? What is it going to take for Gorman to actually come up? Is it an it injury? Feels like, yeah, it feels like right now. All I mean, it's going to take the young getting COVID, which I'm not wishing that on anybody <laughs> again, or getting hurt. I mean, honestly, I I think so. Here's a question: Do you think that if Paul DeYoung had gotten COVID this week instead of Edmundo Sosa. Sosa would be getting all these starts at shortstop, or we would see Tommy slide over and Gorman get a chance. Yes. Because Sosa hasn't looked good at the plate either. I think starts. so. You think so? I think I think that they're like, all right, here we go. Here's our chance to get Sosa right. you know, some reps. You're probably right. I mean, I I don't know what it's going to take. I, I asked it's that question. An injury. I asked that question in actuality of I, I don't know what they really think it's going to take. Or... or you know, I was talking with a buddy about it, and it se- he seems to think, well, he, he thinks the timeline is next year. He thinks that, hey, you know, Albert's going to be gone. Right. And it makes Dick- more Dickerson sense. Dickerson won't be there. But still, it's like, if yep, if you really think Yepes' bat plays and he proves it all year, well, then he's going to be DHing. You're not going to have him starting most of the time right. in right, right field or left field if you're, if you're you know, so focused on defense. As so, well. so if we look at it so that he's way, still blocked either way. We look at it that way. Are we thinking, all right, we're just playing this year to get collect our collect the attendance money because we have Yachty, Wayno, and and maybe Pujols? so. I mean, because I feel like literally, I've said this. We're like, I feel like it is if we have okay, what has gone wrong to start this season is O'Neill hasn't hit the way that he should. Not at all. Not even close. Second homer this past weekend it was his first one since opening day. Carlson is not hitting the way that he should. If those two guys hit the way that they that they did last year, this team is really really good. And then you're a shortstop away from being a real contender. Are right. they a real contender now with a, a, a you know Gorman up or someone that can actually hit? 
maybe not because we're still waiting on O'Neal to do what he's supposed to do, right? So will it's they tough. will they make that move because to make them better? I don't I don't think the Cardinals are going to do it. That's my frustration is but I also don't see them getting a shortstop either. Like that's no. what I don't understand. I don't Well, if they didn't try to do it this offseason, which to their I, credit, I was gonna I was gonna ask you about that. Yeah, I mean if you look at the numbers from the guys that were possibilities. Oh, I haven't checked in on that. Like, oh, I mean, it's pretty, not good. Oh, even like if you just think Tra- of Trevor's story, I know has really been showing. If you I've, just I've kept look, quiet about he has it, zero home runs. I do believe <laughs> I've kept quiet about it because I was but so for it. But you know what? He would be killing it here. But if he's he was with us, still batting better than Paul DeYoung. That's but sad. he costs a lot less. But you know, I mean, there's a give and take. But if you look at any of the the free agents that the Cardinals were supposedly un- in line with at any time, Stroman for one in the pitching side, it's not gone well. I mean, the Cardinals look smart. If you look at all the things that have happened, like it's not pretty. And the Cardinals look smart for not spending the money. Now, so will they spend the money on uh, for a, a trade of a of a shortstop? I don't think so. I think that they should. I think I you know I say that I think that they should, but I it's either you got to make a trade or you got to bring up Gorman. What's more likely, the Cardinals make a trade for a shortstop or they bring up Gorman? And move over Tommy. What's more likely for the Cardinals? Not for what you would do, what the Cardinals would do. What's more likely? I, I, I think it's more likely that they move him. Move Tommy to shortstop. And I'll say that because when's the last time we've traded a top prospect for for like a proven hitter? It, it I mean, I can't even think what uh who's the guy we traded for Matt Holiday? He was like a top five prospect. I can't even remember his name because he didn't pan out at well, all. Well, right. But you know, I don't. I I think of Sandy Alcantara. I, was he a top prospect? No, How I mean, high he was, was he? Up? He was like ten, eleven. Well, you know, that's kind of my point though with Gorman. I know that he's looked really good in AAA, but it's really hard to be really good in the majors. Oh yeah. So, but you still won't know until you get a shot. And I think that that's the other side of them. Like they've got to be getting there, right? Because you saw what happened with Rosarena. You, right. you didn't give him a shot, but he's also terrible this year as well. Yeah, he hasn't been great this year, but. You know, and that yeah. and that could be law averages. Maybe that's who he is now. Right. But you know, same thing with Adolis Garcia. You didn't give him a shot, and he goes to the Rangers and hits thirty something home runs. Right. You know, whatever. Like so, I think they know. Okay, we got burned not giving guys a shot. We've got to give them a shot. I wanted to throw this out there. Um, there's only one guy in all of baseball right now with a lower batting average among qualified hitters than Paul DeYoung. Who do you think it is? Is it Votto? Joey Votto. Yeah, how about that? Nailed it. 122. Yeah, uh, he's Ooh. on a COVID list now too, right? But Yeah, yeah. man. And that surprises me. 29 strikeouts he, as well. I was going to say, he was, he was also in the top 10 in strikeouts as well, Joey Votto. He had, I mean, he had like a, like a you know, a renaissance year last year for him. I mean, he was he was really good. And people feel sorry for him. And they're like, they should I feel him. sorry for him. Well, yeah, batting <laughs> batting 129 well, is not helping, not, not helping himself out. Yeah. You know, he's not even making himself trade bait because he can't no. even hit. I mean, even <laughs> if he wanted to go to, to a winner just for one one time, uh, he's not doing himself any service to, of doing that. Yeah. But he he was doing the the knobbed bat like Goldie and Nato too. And he and stopped. He, he, yeah. he threw that thing away. Didn't work for him. Yeah. Uh, Xander Bogarts, by the way, career two ninety one hitter, three fifty four OBP, four fifty nine slugging, eight thirteen OPS. He averages about what am I looking at here? He averages about 25 home runs and 90 RBIs a season. Over the last how many years? He's been in the league 10 years now. Has he really? So he is 29. So that is part of it too, right? He'll be 30 in October. 
So, I mean, he's in his prime right now. Right now. Just like Nolan. Right. He's younger than Nolan, actually, by about a year. Um, and he's he's been fantastic this year. I mean, he, you look at his numbers over the last, what, since 2018, and they are really, really good. The peak is 2019, 33 home runs, 117 RBI. You know, he finished fifth in MVP voting that year. So I, so I guess I sit at this. I am probably in the minority. And I say... It's really hard to be a big leaguer. You trade because you if if you want to win this year, and I think that's what all everyone wanted going into the year was winning this year. This isn't a slow play to the next couple of years. Like you have Wayno, you have Pujols, you have Yachty. This is the year you go for this year. I think you make that trade, whether it's Gorman or somewhere even lesser. You, I think you do it because you don't even know if you're going to resign him. Uh, it's Bogarts, if you got him, right? Yeah. You don't know that you can resign. He's going to want. I mean, he's going to want a lot of money. He's going to want a lot of money, and the Cardinals that. are going to pay it. So he's going to be less expensive, I think, to trade for because he is on a half a year deal or whatever right. left over. You, and you can't, you're not going to sign him right away. You could, you could try. They may let you attempt that to get and more. I could be totally wrong on Gorman. I mean, the fact that you bring up that he's, you know, free agent at the end of the year. I mean, look, now the Rockies did a terrible job, but look what the Rockies got for a guy who's going to be a free agent. Right. You know, at the end. So, I mean, maybe it wouldn't take. You know, if it wouldn't take the number one guy, right? But it might be worth it. But and I feel if, like the Cardinals you, are top heavy on 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 our uh, on our prospects, right? I feel like it's well, it's kind of flip Gorman, it's Walker, it's flip flop to us having high prospects in the in the infield and in middle infield when traditionally it's what outfield pitching and well, pitching only that too pitching and outfield. I mean, yeah, you have all these logjam of outfielders for years. But but my point is kind of that like it's it is like this issue of where is it going to go? You know what I mean? Like it, I don't, I don't like you have Jordan. We Walker. know wherever it goes, it can't be Paul Dion. Oh, right. We know that that can't be the answer. So if that's not the answer, trade for Xander Bogarts this year, go for it this year. If you can resign him, great. If you can't, hopefully it worked out to trade for him for the half of the year. And you, you know, you go for the world series and then Gorman's not blocked. Well, who's untouchable to you in that? Like, so like, I think I, you know, I don't have the, the if they're planning flirt, the dirty flirty in front of me or yeah. anything, but like you, I'm talking about Gorman, Libertor, Walker, Mason Wynn. I think the only untouchable prospects we have should be Jordan Walker, Nolan Gorman. That's it. Maybe Matthew Libertor, but even him, I wouldn't. I mean, because his ceiling, honestly, is probably like a three, right? A number three or number two. So, and, and I say Gorman, if you're really planning on him being like the future of the team, then yeah, he shouldn't I mean, be untradeable. Because wouldn't the wouldn't the Red Sox be interested in a Mason Wynn? I mean, doesn't yeah. that fit? Doesn't that he's f- oozing with and he's his? I don't know if you've seen anything about him. Or uh, Kyle Reese has been tweeting about right. him a lot. His bat has really picked up this year. Right, he's one of the fastest fastest mm-hmm. players we've already seen. He's already got probably the best arm in all of baseball. But you got to think of the log jam that we're talking about, right? We're talking yeah. about Gorman. We're yeah, talking he's about a guy Edmund. that's. We're talking about three, that. four years away, right? So, is he three or four years away in a different organization? Probably not. Not for right. the Red Sox, right? Not if they trade Xander Bogart, he's not. That's he's my not. point. Yeah. I think it makes sense. Now, maybe that's just me spitballing of of what connecting what it might the dots. Take, yeah. yeah, connecting the dots of what I think makes sense, and and I think that that would make sense for both sides. I don't know if it's enough for what what the Red Sox would want, but I think it makes sense for what what it would take. I mean, I, well, that's where I think it should take in that range. For sure. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, let's transition to 
something else. So I've been thinking about this for a while, and I've been I've been holding it back for a while. Been and I haven't had anything. I haven't didn't text you about it. Didn't say anything. I have no heads up. You have nothing. So I so we are how many games in? We're 28 28 games? games in. So we're 16 and 12. Yeah, you know, like a full one thin, right? I absolutely hate the DH. The game is more boring. There's no strategy whatsoever happening. And you know what oh, also happens? No. You know what also happens is that these guys on the bench don't get any reps. There's no one pinch hitting. There's no one going and you're having those opportunities. You're missing out on all those things that are that haven't been happening. So you would be seeing more of Newt Bar when he was in there. You'd be seeing more of Donovan. You'd be seeing these matchups and things going back and forth. Pujols isn't getting opportunities because there's not a lefty coming in and going back and forth because they know this is the lineup and this is set and they're not double switching. You're, the game is bland on the DH. I hate it. I, I was I was not happy going into it. And now I'm looking there and I'm like, man, the game is more boring. Now, simpler minded people might like it a little better because it's just easier. Simple for minded. <laughs> Look, I'll, I will say that you look across the board in baseball. I mean, offense is down yes. all around. Yeah. And so that's surprising in the least. I don't think it's more boring. I still want to see somebody who can hit the ball with the bat in their hands for me personally. Now I will agree with you on the pinch hitting side that it keeps probably some of those other guys less sharp, but I mean, at least for the Cardinals, from what I've seen, Ollie hasn't been, you know, he hasn't been too against pinch hitting the, the DH hitters. If it's a matchup right. thing, you know, we've seen that happen with Albert coming out. If you know, they bring a righty in later that he's bringing in Dickerson or Donovan that happened the other day, right? Actually in the game, we lost four to three to the giants later in that game. Um, a righty came in, tough throwing righty. So he took Albert out, and Donovan was batting in the cleanup spot, you know, and that rolled around to the next inning. And I didn't hate it because of his matchups. So I think that's maybe where you got to play that a little bit more. Yeah. Like kind of treat the DH as pinch hit opportunities if it's a good matchup. So I'll agree with you on there. I don't think it's I don't think it's more boring though. I guess is where I'm at because it's still more of a potential of offense. I would contend that the reason you're not seeing the DH explode so, on so many teams. And this is being talked a lot by the pitchers. It's being talked a lot by the hitters. Clearly, MLB has done something with the baseballs again. Right. And it's pretty clear. I mean, there are times that I've watched games that Nolan will hit a ball or Albert or somebody. I'm like, oh, that's gone. Oh, it's gone. Yeah. And it's like I've experienced multiple times. Five feet in front of the warning track. Yeah. What? And then I'm like, this can't just be Bush. And and have you also heard uh, about national games? Yes, I was. I think it was the Mets guy. Nah, maybe I'm wrong. Somebody said, yeah. Somebody was Brandon. I think it was Brandon Crawford. Yeah. When the games are nationally televised, all of a sudden the good balls are out there. Yeah, the balls are flying a little bit more. Right. On Apple TV and YouTube TV and ESPN. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So if they think it's better in huh. theory, in theory, let's go, you know, psychoanalyze conspiracy theory. If they What's think it, it's, but it's not conspiracy at this well, point. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it will be like, but this part, they confirmed last year that they changed. Yes. Yeah, so I'm done in the national game part of it. Right. They think in theory, they think the game is better with a juiced ball. So they put it on the national games, but they right. don't put in the rest of the games, even though they think, why is that? Right. How does that make sense? I don't understand the well, correlation. I'll, well, I'll tell you why that is. Because he wants the game to speed up, remember? Well, right. Right? And like you, you know, it, you know it, the Cardinals one game was two hours and it was under three. Two forty five, I want to say. It was one, the, I know the game you're thinking Kansas of. Kansas City was, game, I do believe well, was that, one of them. Well, that and then when we lost two two zero to the Diamondbacks, yeah. they hit two home runs later in the game. There was two games that have both been like two thirty, yeah. two forty five, uh, and 
and that's and they want the law of averages. He wants to say, well, you know, he he wants he wants offense was nationally televised because uh -huh. that's what the young guys want to see, right? Because and then he the kids they're the trying to get back in the games. games they want to see the home runs. They want to see the, up. the bat flips, but you know the rest of the games. And I look, I, obviously that's like conspiracy right now. Would not surprise me if that was the case. Would not put it past someone to be doing that. Well, I mean, it. I We've think, already heard from the pitchers. Yeah, the pitchers have said, look. Well, first I, let's take the ball out of the humidors. Yeah. Let's, let's, why are we doing that? Why? Why? Why is that a thing? I'm. You want to have the same ball in every park? Makes sense. Okay, but you only use the humidor in like one ballpark, maybe two. I'm not sure, but I know in Colorado is where they always used it. Well, a lot of them are using it now. Bush, well, you Bush have to now. They're making yeah, them right. This They're year. making. But them I'm saying do it, before yeah. this year. Oh yeah, it was just Colorado, right? I think yeah. Right. That's the only one I'd heard of doing it. So we want to make the ball the same everywhere, but it doesn't make any sense to me. So let's have less home runs everywhere else. Now Bush has played big. You know, it's a big ballpark for the last few years. Since oh, yeah. pretty much Ballpark Village has gone up and the buildings have gone up, it's really died down that that alleyway. But you know, I think they have to do something differently with the ball. For but I hate the three true outcomes, and I think that's a big part of why they've they've changed it is to eliminate the three true outcomes. And I think that's bad for baseball, and I think that has been uh, last year in twenty twenty as well. If you want to help eliminate that, then ban the shift. I think that I think that, that would be though, better. Right? That's happening next supposedly. Year, right? okay. I don't know if that's been officially like voted on, but I think that would help. I think that would help the three true outcomes thing more than messing with the baseball as much. Because what's happening? What what's what's the um, the cause and effect of what you're doing with the baseballs right now? Well, we heard Chris Bassett say it after his game against the Cardinals last last week with the Mets, and and he threw you know six and two thirds scoreless. Like we lost that game three to zero or something. He pitched great, but he had like four or five walks. Right. And he said after the game, they are doing something is they're doing something with the baseballs. And that's why you're seeing people get hit in the head. That's why you're seeing people, you know, the, the pitchers lose control of a fastball he and said it come it would up change inside. Every inning. Every inning. He said was the it, field would right. feel off. He'd feel great one inning, the next he'd have no control at all. It's like how does it get these to are a major point? league pitchers that have never had this issue before? How does it get to a point of the pitchers don't like it, and the hitters don't like it. Yeah. How does it get to that point? You know it's bad when it's on both, both sides. sides, right? Yes. So, all right, let's back. Let's go back a little bit. And part of this too, by the way, I think is the spire attack. So, and the taking right. away that I, I because I do think some of that is is might be needed. Right. There might need to be like a universal. Not the KBO. Uniform. Have you seen the KBO stuff? Uh -uh. KBO uses uses a pre sticky ball is the best right. way I can. They it there's stuff that when it's manufactured there's a a stickiness to it already. I'm not a good, if it, if it yeah, helps but, the pitchers have better control. It's, it's makes a it lot. Look, it's a lot of stickiness. Yeah, that might be too much. Yeah, and and so I think it's on the same idea of that. Right. It's just not. A you don't want it to look like it. a wiffle ball. Right. You don't want. And, right. And, you know. You don't want that. And that's I think where it was. And that's getting. where the true outcomes also happen. The, the strikeouts true, because yeah. of the the strikeout part. But let me back. But you up want for, pitchers to have control. For, the hitters would tell you that too. I think. What What are they using in the minors? I have no idea. Well, that's a good my question. Rosin. I think Gorman is bombing. Um, uh, Moises Gomez, right? Did I just make yeah, that name up? I had that right. Or, or more, I, that sounds right. Okay. I know you're talking about. He's yeah, the yeah. other outfielder in our double A system. That's bombing. That's, yeah. Right. Killing the ball. Uh, who else? Yepes was. Yepes bombing in minors. Now, what ball is being used there? Is it a good question? Is it a more juiced ball? Is it you know what is the and there's park factors too. Some of those minor yes. league parks are a lot smaller. Weird configurations yeah. and stuff like that. But you know. 
are we getting a little uh, Gorman? We're getting a little tricked by what ball's being used down there too, because you come up here and he's now warning track power. That's a big difference as well. Oh yeah. yeah. So you know, the, but we won't know until we see yeah. it. Can we just see it at least? Can we? That's where I'm at. Let's, I mean, you know, on the flip end of that, you wouldn't want him sucking in the minors either, right? Well, right. Like, like he's, well, he's you'd rather out of the two have him tearing it up. I mean, there's plenty of guys that aren't tearing it up. You know, right? So yeah, but but I get what you're saying, and I agree. I'm curious. I, I don't know. I don't know if they're using the same ball. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, know the answer. I just you asked know, are they letting them use some? You know um sunscreen with the rosin i have no idea there needs to be something i think though because it, it's pretty clear that you know the mets would tell you we're getting hit way too much yeah, right? right like i would think the hitters would say too like, yeah we want the pitchers to have a pretty good level of control over the baseball you know they don't want to get drilled yeah well all right so let's intentionally let's switch gears again so um i i have a couple other thoughts and gonna go to the 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 big three. I'm going to call them the big three. Uh, Wayno, Yachty, and Pujols. Have they underperformed, overperformed, or performed as you expected so far this year? I would say I think Albert's probably been about what I thought it would be. Uh, obviously, was hoping it would be a little bit better. Yeah. He'd have a few more home runs by now. Um, Yachty, I would say... I think what shocked me with Yachty is is how much Kisner's gotten to start. I would agree, and he's been on board with that. You know, Ollie talked to credit to Ollie because no other manager we've had has been able to do this. But he talked to him about that beginning. I'll be interested to see if that starts to shift as as the season goes on because it seemed like it was something more that he convinced Yachty to do this first month because right. Yachty was coming in behind and sure. didn't get all of spring training. Uh, but credit but to Kisner. Kisner was hitting early. He's not yeah, late. He's not. Yeah, not as much lately. But he, I will say, he has looked very much improved behind the plate. Yes, he's throwing he's runners actually out, framing the ball properly. So much I always better. had such a problem with him just dropping strikes down. If that makes sense, he's he's yeah. he's catching and moving, losing it. What should be a strike for the pitcher? Yeah, because yeah. he's like not stabbing at it and and framing up. You can tell he's worked hard, right? Which is great. You want to see that? That's great. And yeah, he was hitting the ball. Yachty picked it up, I think, over these last four or five days. He had the homer the other day. Mm-hmm. He's had, I think, a double since then. He's starting to hit more. So I'll be interested to see as he kind of gets into form, if that will still happen. But for the most part, I think Yachty's kind of been where I thought. Um, Wayno's probably been a little worse than I thought he would be at this point, which is so unfair to say. Yes. The guy's almost 41, you know, but he just he's had a little bit more control issues than I thought he'd have with the walks. Yeah, five um, walks in one game is very yeah. uncharacteristic characteristic of him. Yeah, very, I, yeah, I would agree with everything you said. Really, I mean, Albert, I was, I was worried, I was worried that he wasn't going to get the enough of bats in which, general. Which is with the Epes now might happen. Yes, and now he's I, what like two for twenty eight now against right handed. Right, you can't start him against right handed. You can't. Pitching. You can't and unless there's a you know I haven't seen all the numbers based on just like guys that throw low nineties and right. lower. I haven't seen that breakdown um, of his hits, but. The the problem with him, and I would rather see Albert Pujols against righties instead of Dickerson, because I think every single time oh, yeah. Albert was taking a good at bat. He knows to advance the runner or take a ball. Like he did all the right things. He wasn't, you know, I've seen, you know, some of these pitches that are hangers that he would normally have just throttled. Just, yeah. Can of corner. He's just yeah. missing them. Yeah. He's just missing them. And it's not, he's not there anymore where he used to be. But against lefty, he, he's killing it. I just don't think he's going to get enough at bats. And that I that's what I worried about before. And I said he would get to 700 home runs. 
700 home runs? Yeah, I think we were both hopeful. Yes. So where do you sit now? We're a month in. He has two. Where do you sit with that? With that happening, he has. Yeah, what, he needs nineteen more. Yeah, I don't. I don't see that happening. I don't either. Unless, unless he just starts to go on some sort of tear, or someone gets hurt. Yeah. Or you know, which I mean, Yepes is the wild card in this, right? Is this just a because he's he's obviously not going to keep hitting at the the clip that he's hitting right now, too. Right. I mean, he's just so young. You don't expect that to happen, but um, yeah, I think with Yepes up now. Gorman possibly looming if he gets any DH opportunities. I I I would be surprised if Albert gets there. Maybe Wayno can convince him to come back another season. But would we want to do that? Right. You and know, like we're still doing what we're talking about. You're still blocking and having issues there. Well, and with Yachty part of it, I'm shocked how little Yachty has played. Yeah. I'm shocked at how many off days that he's getting. Now, whenever Kiz- Kisner was actually hitting and coming up in big and big spots, I didn't have any problems with it. I think, again, Yachty and Pujols, shockingly, sadly, whichever way you want to look at it, are very similar hitters now. And yeah. that you know they're going to take good at-bats. And you're, they're going to work go, the count. They're going to work the count. And take go, a walk. They're going to go all out on one pitch if they can oh, think yeah, yeah. that's going to be the pitch, right? But they're going to have a good at-bat. I trust them. Runners at second and third with one out. I feel really good that one of one They're going to put that, the ball in play. And that, yes. I And I feel confident that they both of them would hit into a double play if there's runners at first and third. Oh, absolutely. But I feel just as confident that they're probably not going to strike out. So, like, I just can't believe that he's played so little. So if Kisner doesn't hit, I'd rather see Yachty in there because I think that his bats are going to be better. In well, and he's still proven to you what you just said, too, especially over the last three years. Like, got the clutch factor. Yeah. Yachty still has that. He can still hit with runners in scoring position. Like you said, he's going to give you a good at bat and a good chance. Yeah. And then Wayno, I think he's underperformed. His walks are high. Um, and I don't know what to contribute any of that to. Um, yeah, it could just be just be a few off starts because he also had what, which now he's got COVID. Yeah. So he's, but it but he sounds he, like he said he's found, felt fine. If so if he has back to back negative tests, no right. symptoms, he might he might still make his next start, which would be great. But I think it was his last start, right, against the Royals. He went seven and one hit. He only had like two or three strikeouts, but no walks or maybe that, one walk. I don't remember if that was his most recent start or not. It, I but. think it was his last one because he didn't start against the Giants. I don't think he started in this Giants series. Yeah, I, memory I, serves don't, I don't remember exactly. He looked fantastic in that one against the Royals. It, it, the control was much better. Yeah. Uh, was kind of surprising to see only two strikeouts, but when you're getting ground balls like that, like you know, his cutter was working really well, which is a pitch that hasn't been working for him and his sinker. So I think he'll be fine. I'm not worried about him. Um, you know, while we're on the topic of Wayno, you know, maybe we talk a little bit about the biggest strengths we've seen of this team so far. What do you think that is? Aside from obvious choice in the, the NL player of the month with Nolan Arnott. Well, yeah, I was going to bring up Nolan in a second after that, but, um, the nice Jersey yeah, in the background there. Uh, yeah, I, I got it from some dude on Facebook. I would recommend <laughs> it. Uh, he's, I don't even know his name. I can look it up for you, but, um, Michaelis. I mean that's the obvious. The starting pitching—he's pitching, been the ace of the staff so far. Starting pitching has—I would say—pitching in general has been better than I thought. But if you look at it, break it down, it's not been that great. No. But Michaelis has been awesome, and I thought Michaelis was done. To be honest, I—I I, I thought it was another oh, one yeah. of these these contracts that of like, what the hell are you doing? It he had one good can't year. Stay healthy. He can't stay healthy. It's 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 a just throwing he's bad looked money. Really really good. He's looked awesome. Um. And I, I think that, you know, in the bullpen hasn't looked as good that as it did last year. 
uh, McFarlane and Cabrera giving up the bomb, the the go ahead smash by Yashimsky. Yeah. But I do think overall the bullpen has been a pretty big strength. But yeah, what has surprised me is guys I, that I thought right. would be strong, like McFarlane, like Genesis Cabrera, yes. the other day gave up a big homer to Yashimsky, yeah. the lefty, oh, was out gosh. in the in the, the bay. Splash, so man, I mean that those, was just a bad home run. I mean because yeah. they came, they were back, they tied it up. Yeah, and, we had just oh. tied it. Yeah, yeah. that. Um, but Helsley has been awesome. Michaelis has been so awesome. Helsley was the guy I was going to say. He in Fangraphs is just gushing over him. Some of their writers, and for good reason. You dig into his numbers. He is, and is not even close to say this. It's not an over exaggeration. He is by far the best reliever in baseball right now. Well, he hasn't allowed it's, a run. No, he's allowed one hit. <laughs> yeah, one hit. Well, and, and I say that bad about Cabrera. By the he's way, he's not walking anybody either. I don't know. If he, I don't even think he's allowed to walk yet. I don't think so either. Uh, I said that bad about Cabrera. That was his first extra base hit against a lefty yeah he's all he's year. been he's been good, good for the most part it's it's he had more problems with righties lefties right. he had dominated that was his first extra base hit his only second hit given up against a lefty yeah so like mcfarland's been the one really that surprised me he's not most. keeping the ball down and maybe he was you know he might have just been a flash in the pan kind of guy right. last year but and he's not getting those ground balls he's not that's where he obviously in wrigley last year and, and all a bunch of different games where he came through and got ground balls and got things done and he's not done that at all but so let's talk about this while we're on the topic of the rotation and the bullpen two questions who do you think is the odd man out of the bullpen once alex reyes returns and who do you think's the odd man out of the rotation or do you think we go to a six-man rotation when jack flaherty returns now flaherty it sounds like is the closest right he's probably like early june which for some reason, I thought he was going to be back by the end of May. May it sounds right. like they're just giving him a little bit more time. He's only he threw a second bullpen today, I think, and came out of that well. So he's probably a month ahead of Reyes. I don't even think Reyes is is throwing that far yet. So Reyes is probably like a July, late June, July return. Jack's looking like a first week of June return if all things go well and he has good rehab starts. Do you think they go to a six man? Or do you I think, think they, I think you should. You think so? I, I do because that's less starts for Wayno. It is. It is. And maybe you can you when you skip, you you're skipping someone else, you know, because right. there's, there's a lot of skip opportunities because of a six man rotation. Well, Jordan Hicks has already been skipped several times. Right. And my, that was for off days though. Yeah, but my thought is um there's gonna be another injury. It's kind of like our thought in the offseason of we can't sign another pitcher as people would tweet and say things like right. we don't have enough enough room. Yeah, there's plenty of room because someone's always injured. Right now, there's two starters that are injured. So just think if we would have signed one more pitcher, we wouldn't be as bad in the starting rotation, right? Yeah. So I say you go that route because it's only a matter of time before it already gets messed up. So let's say you send down Woodruff, right? But then you need him again to pitch because someone else is injured, like the up and down, back and forth. Like I would, He just did it the other day when Matt's got knocked around right. and he threw three and a third right. and scoreless. Right, so instead of sending him down, you know, that's I actually now that you say that, he's probably the guy. If yeah. Reyes were to come back, because I think they would send him down to get him stretched out. Right. That's in my, case they need him as a starter. That's my point. Yeah. It's like it's that back and forth. So you you use him properly because Woodruff is only being used in the long relief type thing right now, and he's not being used hardly at all. I mean, that yeah. may have been his only fourth I think that was only his like second appearance. That's this what, year. I was gonna say four. So two appearances. Yeah. Like maybe three. I'm thinking like early in the season, and then he went to Cincinnati, and then this game. So maybe three. Yeah, maybe. But my three. point is, he's not being used. He's not you, pitching. Yes. So if we think that he, in the event of another injury, or you know, if Hicks isn't cutting it, or something like that, you got to have someone else ready to go. 
and I don't think anyone else is ready to go. Mm-hmm. And Libertor, again, talking about prospects, he hasn't looked very good in his last couple starts uh, either. And he's probably not coming unless there's a big injury yes. or September call-up. Yes. I would I would say, though, I would disagree with you on the six-man. And I would say, and we and we talked about this a little bit, and I think I I don't think Stephen Matz is going to get bumped out of the rotation because they just, just signed four years, him. four years, yeah, 10, 11 million. It's not happening. They're going to let let him try to get get right. You wish he had Stroman. I haven't looked at his it's numbers. Terrible. He's on the okay. I, he's on the IL as well. I wish we had Scherzer. <laughs> How about that for forty? Whatever it was, forty something million dollars. Yes, yeah. hell yes. Not my money. <laughs> um, no, I think when Jack comes back, if Dakota Hudson is still struggling like he is. Finding the strike zone. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. And that's always been a problem. If you look at his career, his walk per, his walk rate is very high. Now he's gotten away with it. Well, because yeah, I was gonna say the last balls. game, the last game, people were he was he was not good. No. But we lost we it was tied two to two until the Yastrzemski. I can't say the Well, they name. had to take him out of the fourth inning because well, right. he had thrown so many pitches from walking people. But walked he four or five gave people. up two runs. It wasn't that bad, is my point. Right. He's, he's walking too right. many, but it, it, if you look at it when it comes down to it, the bullpen is what gave up that the lead and the loss. So, like, he did throw too many balls and had too many walks. Right. And I think he was like 47% strikes. Like, it was real bad. What I'm worried that they're going to do when Jack comes back is just put Hicks back in the bullpen. And yeah. now that I've seen him some now start, he might have the most upside of any starter that that we have at the moment. Can he can he go six innings? Like, well, he's still getting is he he's Carlos still getting, Martinez type that he is you know can throw gas, but he's not going to go a long time, or he's gonna can't keep it in the strike zone. I mean, Jordan Hicks' balls move so much that you can start staying off of them too. But he, I, man, oh, but I, you're not seeing anybody do that, yet. right? So do they yeah. make adjustments? Maybe right. This last start, he was one out away of through, from getting through five. Yeah. So he threw 70 pitches, I think, which is like a, a season high. Right. So he's getting. And he had his career high in strikeouts as well. Right. Like yeah. five or six. Yes. So, so I think he's on the cusp of getting fully stretched out. Yeah. And I, I, I want to see that. I want to see what he can do in five, six, seven innings. He almost did it in five last time. He's not walking people. Yeah. He's dialed it back and he's still throwing 98, 99. Gets any runners in scoring position. He just throws 101, blows it by well, people. He's but, more exciting than. Than Dakota, Matts, even Michaelis, which, which Michaelis has looked great. Right. But I'm in terms of like, I, I mean, I'm turning the game on to watch him when he's pitching. It's not just the, it's not just the blowing people away. His it's slider oh, looks yeah. like a wiffle ball. Right. He struck a guy out the other night, 101, 102. You know, the guy fouled off 102, and then he throws up a 78 mile per hour 12 six curveball. Yeah, he must have got that from Wayno. I yes, mean, that, and it was, it, was it, it wasn't like a get me over. It was nasty. Yes. It's like you have Big no shot. But Carlos didn't have that. Right. Car- Carlos, he had the electric fastball for a while and he had the wipeout slider and he just got hurt all the time and just fizzled and he couldn't, he couldn't, you know. Why he, did the, why did the, who signed him? Why did the Red Sox pick him up? So they, they had a, they were, I think the first team that had originally signed him. Yeah. And for whatever reason, he either, didn't I guess they got a choice he could accept that offer or whatever they got to give him to go and he didn't accept it or something or they traded him something so they already had some history with him so I think maybe they're just it sounds like they're just looking for him yeah lightning in a bottle can we get somebody to get outs for us because their pitching hasn't been good but yeah Jordan I was I was 
very against him going the rotation. I was too this year because I just thought he was too good in the bullpen. But now that I've seen him, like man, he he actually looks really good. I mean, I say that, and I saw um, someone said on Twitter, "Do not let Helsley go to the starting rotation." So, no, yeah, supposedly he, he that's was, a thought. Well, he was a, he started in the minors, right? And so the people are talking. Well, now well, he's, you better now not he's, touch him right now. Now he's ready to go to, as a starter. No, I don't. He. If if we were doing like a true closer, he should yeah. be that guy right now. Right. But even better, he's the guy. I mean, to Ollie's credit, he is the guy that Ollie's going to when it's like best hitters coming up. He did it in this in the Giants series. It was one of those games that we won. Um first two. Yeah. Cabrera <laughs> or somebody had walked somebody and it was like the eighth inning. And he let him pitch the whole re- he let him pitch an inning yes. in two thirds. Yeah. And he just got five strikeouts. I think know, five in a row. Yeah. Yes, he, uh, Helsley, he looks, has look, Helsley has looked amazing. He looks filthy. Yeah, and I, I'm a fan of a true closer. I'm a fan of of real, you know, everyone has a position. I'm not a big fan of the analytics and swapping everybody in and out for different right. things, and I, I like a true closer. I also don't like the DH because it sucks. But um, we'll talk about, oh, and Buster Posey is not a Hall of Famer. But let's talk about <laughs> got, uh, Nolan Just because we played the Giants, you got to throw that in yes, there. Yes, well, I mean, Katie Wu... Uh, lover, she w- was tweeting how you know one of the greatest, one of the best. She tweeted out a great ceremony yeah. for one of the best, and I tweeted at her, "Be sure to let your family know you're you're a Cardinal girl now, and and that Buster <laughs> Posey is not a Hall of Famer." By the way, Yadier Molina now has 274 more RBIs than than Buster does in his and career. all as a catcher and all as a catcher. You got that right. And Buster's probably never mind, just 500 maybe as a catcher. Buster's Anyways, a good guy. Good guy. We, like, we don't we don't it's, dislike. It isn't, it isn't the Hall of Good Guys. No, that's true. <laughs> that is true. Well, let's we've we gone an hour almost now, but let's talk about the best player in maybe baseball, Nolan Arenado. Yeah. He has been for sure in the National League. Everything, oh yes, everything. I overall definitely. I look at his numbers almost every day, stats wise, how he's matching up. He's the best player in the National League, and he has been all season. He's what I thought he was last year. He's come through with big hits. He's come with clutch moments which he did not do last year, very sparingly. Um, at, he was not hitting when he needed to. He would only hit home runs when it was late, and it didn't matter. Like, well, things I, mean, I was he, tracking. He was up there with Yachty in, in runners in scoring position, hitting for us. Yes. Well, you I'm, don't get to 104 or 5 RBIs. Well, right, right. Like, but, but I'm talking about in a clutch situation, yeah. which is a seventh inning or later. It's a, There's a baseball reference right. thing there. It's a seven innings or uh, later down with the tying run or a go-ahead run on base. Like, There's all these parameters that go into that. Um, but he he just wasn't hitting in those situations. Right. This year he has done everything correctly, except he had the one weird error that people had problems with in the one game that led to the loss. But uh, where he oh took too many steps and whatever, you know, that game was brutal. It was, yeah. That was the Serger game that we, yeah. we took the lead, and then they scored five runs in, in the ninth in or the ninth. whatever. And, and that was you know part of that was on him, and then the part was on Gallegos. But yeah, Gallegos was not that was good. his only bad. But overall, he was the April Player of the Month. And then National League. And it wasn't even close. And I think it was his his, his his first getting that honor since I think either 18 or 19. And it's the first third baseman to do it for the St. Louis Cardinals. Since like the 70s yes, or something. Yeah. You got it. Um, so he is a he's on he's on an MVP path. He's a right plus seven hundred and fifty to win MVP. I, I last checked plus seven fifty. We need to go ahead and throw money on that. I have now. I have. I'm gonna have to jump. I have. That. Uh, last check when I bet it, I do believe it was plus seven fifty. I think I put like fifty bucks on it because why not? 
probably my favorite stat so far on the year with him. 34 hits and 16 strikeouts. No. Because it seemed like he it seemed like, well, actually he didn't strike out. Would you believe me if I told you he struck out less than a hundred times last year? Um, no, probably not. I mean, there's probably not very many guys that have on the team that was there, probably. No, but he, he only struck out ninety six times last year. But I think a lot of those strikeouts were traded for pop ups. We I saw was gonna a lot say of pop-ups. the pop ups. He he does that a lot still right now. Well, he's aggressive first pitch sometimes. Yes. And I don't have a problem with that. It just hurts sometimes when there's like he actually did that yesterday in the game we lost four three. I think uh, Goldschmidt had just hit a double with two outs. It was like seventh or eighth inning. We had an opportunity. He had an opportunity to tie it back up 4-4, and he like popped up on the first pitch or grounded out on the first pitch. I don't have a problem with that, though. If you, I mean, if you feel like you've got a pitch you're looking for and you get it, like, I mean, go for it. Yeah, I, you know, I was thinking about that the other day because he does pop out a lot. Like, more, like, I haven't broken down the numbers, but I would assume like his like most common outcomes would be a hit or a pop-up like those are like would be like really or like a lazy on fly base. out yeah yeah but i mean i feel like he gets under the ball and literally pops up high pop-ups yeah whether that's in fair territory or foul territory and i'm you know and i'm not uh savvy enough to say you know this is how you would fix that i wonder if there's someone that sees that even though he's that good there's always room for improvement yeah does a jeff albert which i don't think he would i think he's more analytical than right i'm you know someone else maybe jim Edmonds, somebody like that yeah does he say like you know you're doing a little of this and you're getting underneath the ball because he's creating that backspin to try and get the ball out of there. Right. You know, do you, do you go a different way about it? I don't, I, you know, I maybe don't try not to fix it because he's no one on auto and yeah. he's raking. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say anything to him right now. I mean, 16 strikeouts, 12 walks, almost got, you know, as many walks as strikeouts batting three thirty, four hundred OBP. That was a big thing. We didn't see last year's OBP last year was only three twelve, Um, six twenty one slugging. In a 1.021 OPS. All right, I, I pulled Just up insane. my I pulled up my bet. So yeah, I was dead right. Plus 750. I don't know if you can see this at all. Plus 750. Ooh. $50 bet. It pays out $425. Oh man, I'm gonna have to. And that's what I I that. bet that on. That might be the only prediction we make Tuesday. that actually might happen. That, yeah, and if you also see because it's not looking like Tyler O'Neill is going to leave the NL and home. You can runs. see all these other opens right there. So the the ones that are open, you know, that I have like long term bets. Pull holes on. getting to seven hundred. Pull holes, uh, seven hundred career home run, five dollar bet. Uh, it pays fifty five dollars. It's a it, when I bought it was plus one thousand. I have the National League Central. See, this is not looking good because of how bad the Cubs have been playing. But I have the Cardinals as first, uh, Milwaukee as second, and Chicago at third. It was plus four seventy five for that to happen, and so I bet mm. five bucks. It pays twenty eight bucks. Like I didn't spend a huge amount of money. Cardinals to win the National League Central. Again, this was preseason. It was plus two fifteen. You, you three times your money. I mean, so yeah. bet five dollars, you win fifteen. Twenty, you win sixty. That sort of thing. And then Cardinals win the World Series. That before the season started, plus thirty five hundred. Five dollar bet wins you one eighty. Not too shabby. Yeah, so those are my open bets that are related to the San Luis Cardinals. But the one I feel best about right now is the April Player of the Month and Nolan Arenado. Yeah, so, you know, just don't go get fast food this week and throw that money down on Nolan to win MVP. I mean, I haven't looked and see if it's changed, if the the numbers have changed uh, at all. But 
you would have to assume there was, I was trying to look up and I couldn't find it quickly, but who was ahead of him? He was not number one, even though he just won player of the month, he was not number one for the best odds. So, you know, what does it take to become the best odds? And, uh, you know, I, I bought this Jersey just so the, when I go to Cincinnati again, because there'll be no fans there, maybe hopefully to be able to get an autograph and I can hang it up. But cause you know, there's no fans in Cincinnati. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just went a few weeks ago. There's not many there and they've got, you know, people paying to fly banners over the stadium, telling the owner to sell the team. They are not happy. Yeah. Understandably. Yeah. So Nolan, let's see here. He is. I just had the national league pulled up and it went away from me. He is tied for third in the NL at seven home runs. Mm -hmm. He and Manny, actually, there's a lot of people that have seven home runs right now. Uh, Willie Adamas, surprisingly, the Brewer shortstop that they got from the Rays last year, he has eight home runs. CJ Crone with the Rockies um, has nine home runs. Yes. So just two. He's been, yeah, he's been the one up there right there with, uh, with Nolan on that. Yep. Two away from the home run lead in the NL. is it Rowdy or Rody Telez? Over it's Rowdy. There? Rowdy. I do, I do okay. believe. Rowdy's leading the NL. He and Alonzo with 26. Nolan is second at 24. So, I mean, he's he's in the top two, three of just about every category that you can look at, really. I mean, yes, he, he really he's, is. He's, Even he's, hits, he's right up there. Hits, doubles, he's right there in, in all of those categories. Yep. I mean, I, I, I don't think it gets, I mean, I don't think there's a more, sh- you know, a better bet right now than. <laughs> than Nolan to win um, the MVP. He's never won one, and so obviously he needs to win one. Um, and then I would like it to be in his World Series year as well, so might as well make, go ahead and make that happen. Oh, absolutely. That would put a bow on on his career, and he'd still be going. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, because he's already looking, obviously, towards a, to be a, a Hall of Famer. So whenever you, you, you do that, then you win an MVP and win a World Series. I mean, he's already gonna go and, and make make that happen uh i just pulling up um to uh winners of the year so if you look at the current bets for team futures to be uh the world series champions who do you think right now is the worst odds to be the world series champ i would probably guess who was the worst team in baseball last year uh but probably the this is, this is right now. Right now, okay. okay. So right now, at this point, I mean, probably the Reds got to be the Reds, right? Yeah, Reds and the and the Orioles who come to town this week. So, That's surprising. The Orioles. I mean, they're bad, but they're only twelve and seventeen right yeah, there's now. There's a there's a lot of zeros here, so I'm trying to figure out exactly how many zeros that is. I think it's plus ten thousand that they to win the World Series. Wow, plus ten thousand Pirates and A's, Pirates A's. Nationals. The A's. I forgot about how bad the yeah. A's are. Pirates, A's, Nationals are plus 9,000. I mean, that's pretty high. Then you start having drop-offs from there. The A's, by the way, they never traded Montas, did they? No, they have not. They're going to. That's Yeah. That's um, be happening Diamondbacks at plus 6,000. No, I'm reading this even wrong, even worse, I think. It's 60. It's 100. Oh, my gosh. It's Reds, Bull, Orioles are 100,000. Pirates, Athletics, Nationals ninety that plus ninety thousand Diamondbacks plus sixty thousand that's like unbelievable like those odd numbers are crazy <laughs> so then you go up to Cubs are plus twenty thousand um and then you get down to the 
Cardinals are plus 3,500. Okay. It's for them to, if you pick them to win the World Series right now, plus 3,500. Do you remember? I don't remember what I said. I bought it better at. But the favorites right now. That'd be the Dodgers, would be my guess. Dodgers plus 450. And then Yankees plus 650. Yankees look good early on, man. They, they do. Uh, Anthony Rizzo, that, that signings, he's made them look pretty good early on. The Cardinals are thir- uh, what I bet it at was plus thirty five hundred, so it hasn't moved since the beginning of the uh, beginning of the season to now. Nice. So I mean, they're playing as expected if you look at it that way. Yeah, I agree with you though, man. It just feels like it feels like we're one more bat away. I want that to be one more bat if O'Neill is doing what he's supposed to do. Well, yeah. One. I mean, yeah. I mean, we need we need a, O'Neill's got to be what he was last right. year. I, I don't think he has to be for us to win the division. Or to make the playoffs? I don't either. But for us to go deep? Yes. For sure. Uh, obviously, you want to see Carlson build on what he did last year, too. But, yeah, Tyler for sure. But, yeah, the shortstop, man, I think it's just that spot or moving Tommy. It, 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 for me, if we could just – I want to see – obviously, I want it to be Gorman. I want to see what he can do. But if we're not going to do that, go make a bold trade for somebody. And – the, the name that jumps out, obviously, is you know Xander Bogarts, but I'm sure there's other shortstops out there that maybe we don't even know of. You know, a guy like, I don't know, like a Tim Anderson on the White Sox who aren't playing well. I don't know that they would trade him. Yeah, and they were supposed to be pretty good this year. Yeah, and they have not been. And they have not been at all. And I, and I they had a great win, comeback, comeback win the other night that I was watching. Yeah. But, uh, and I, I, I don't understand why they're not playing well. Um, and Tim Anderson, I love Tim Anderson. Um, oh, he's solid. Yeah, he's a good defender. He and he can hit. Yes, he's not. You know, he's not gonna hit thirty home runs, but he can hit twenty, twenty-five. He can hit around two eighty-nine. I mean, he could be like a guy that would help out a lot. So again, either make a trade for a guy like that, so we can have someone at least doing something with the bat in that position of the lineup. You know, at shortstop, or give Gorman his shot. I think, I think either way, we're gonna. I think we're gonna see Nolan this year. I don't know how you keep him down. Nolan Gorman. I do not know how you. It's he's very much like Yepes for me at this point. They, they, those two have nothing left to prove at the plate at AAA. They just don't. I don't think so. The only reason you keep Gorman down at this point is because you know he's not going to play second base, and you just want him to keep getting reps at second base. Fine, I get that. Then he better be the guy next year at second base. Yes. What happens to Tommy Edmund? He goes to shortstop. You think they're going to go into a season and say Tommy? But here's You're the up. thing. Here's the thing. Just because you move him there doesn't mean he has to play there every single game. Right. There might be a game that you want Gorman to DH. There might be a game where a tough lefty's on the mound and Gorman's not going to play, right? So you put put Tommy back at second base. Tommy's clearly shown he's got that versatility. And but I get why they're keeping him at second base. He just won the gold glove. Right. He's proven that he can he, be there. He's the best second baseman in all of baseball, and I get that. I get that it doesn't make sense to move him. I understand it. But you know what? We have five gold glovers. No other team has that. And I, as I, oh, nice bow to put on this. As I said earlier, no, we have never won a World Series with a gold glover second baseman. We had Colton Wong, who got picked off first base in a World Series to end the game. Um, against he... Kind of made up for it. Yeah, uh, they didn't win a World Series, so I don't know if you can make up for it. If you well, no. won a World Series, but um, but they had chances to come back. You have Tommy Edmund, who last year and then got knocked out in the first game of the playoffs, and you had Fernando Vina, 
win the gold glove. Two grand slams and one in it. Was that him? No, that's that, Fernando oh, Tatis. Fernando Tatis. Fernando so Vina. Right. The second, what am I doing? The, the Fernando Vina, the second baseman, was like, uh, he played probably 99 to 04-ish. Um, and he won. I could not tell you. I could not tell you the last person we had at second base before Skip. Like, uh, like, like immediately? Like, off the top of my head, I have no idea. Like, I can't even. Uh, Skip, like, Matt Carpenter, Wong, and now Edmund are like the last ones I can think of. And Skip, I love Skip. Skip was one of my, my favorite Cardinals ever just because he did. Yes. He always did whatever you needed. Yes. Guys like him and Descalso. I guess Descalso probably played some second he back did. in the day, too. There was a lot of that movement of those uh, what, yeah. the Memphis Mafia guys. Were well, they, well, but yeah, 2011, we won the World Series. Skip was there. Mm hmm. Skip was there, and and that's and Skip was good. He was I don't he wasn't like flashy. He wasn't way above average, but I would say he was probably average at second base for sure. I would say he was above average at second defensively. You think so? Yeah, I haven't looked. I'd I have would to go say look. I would say in the outfield he was probably average to below average comparatively. Yeah, I think he was a better in middle infielder than he would be outfielder for sure. Um, but I I was a big Skip fan, and you know he had Eckstein obviously on shortstop side. But oh, I, on the, well, duh, yeah, man, forget about Eckstein. He was but, great. But so like I always have a you know I'm. Five nine, not a big guy, and I always think about I'm when I met Eckstein, uh, you know, I told him the same thing. Like those are the type of guys. Fernando Vina, it was a, I was a big fan of Fernando Vina when I was 12 years old. Whenever he was playing, because it gives it's like the only sport that you can play, and you're that size, and you give all these kids and all these guys all the opportunity to be able to be that good at that size and be able to be, you know, Eckstein is a World Series MVP, right? And these guys that are utility, super utility guys that win that you have to have these types of guys to win world series. And that's what Skip Schumacher was. And that's what Daniel Descalzo was and all those guys. And so I think Tommy kind of fits that mold as well, but he's better than all of them. If you think about all that, Tommy's better than all those guys. Defensively. Yeah. And at bats too, though. I, I would, if Tommy starts doing what Eckstein, you know, did in the playoffs, but you're talking about flashes in the pan of oh, really good. That's why, yeah. that's why David Eckstein and that's why David freeze aren't in the Cardinals Hall of Fame because it happened in a small window. Well, freeze is going to be. No, they're not. They don't, they, I don't even think they have enough uh, time to be even be eligible for the Cardinals Hall of Fame the, because it was this small of a window. I don't know, man. I don't think. I don't you, know how you don't. Put, I understand that, but I'm saying based on the parameters. You don't think Freeze is going to get a red jacket? I don't think so. Because oh, man, this is a whole, we could do a whole yeah, episode my point, on this, this. My point is Tommy Edmonds, Hits better than all those guys that I mentioned, and the way that the way that he's playing now is really difficult to move him from second base. But I'm all for it. But you know what's great about even if you move him to shortstop, he's still a damn good defender no matter what. Yes, and you know what else? The bat that's so great right now, he still gets to yes, hit absolutely. And we potentially get a bat in Gorman who can actually hit right. Because, you know, we joked about Wanyep as, you know, two bloop sink, you yeah. put two bloop double. At least he freaking put the bat on the ball. And, you know, the other, <laughs> to, to, to wrap it up, I mean, as much as possible, but Gorman also is striking out at 40% plus. Yes. You don't want to see that. That's but, too high. But he's still doing better, you know, obviously at AAA than our other options. You can live, and I've said this with Tyler O'Neill, you can live with 30, 35% strikeout, you know, percentage you don't want it but right. you can live with it when a guy's cashing it when the guy's making such hard contact like that hitting home runs and O'Neal, driving in runs O'Neal like O'Neal has O'Neal gotten was. much better bader has gotten better tommy has gotten better they've all improved on the strikeout level 
And that's, and I, cause I hate when Paul DeYoung comes to the plate and you know, oh, he's just going to strike out like, and that what's, that's, what's going to happen to Gorman more than likely when he comes into the bigs is that he's going to have that stretch where he's striking out 45 right. to 50% of the time. But what if it comes with some big pop, then it doesn't really matter. Or he's still driving in runs. You right. know, like as bad as O'Neill has been, or at least power wise that we've thought got 19 RBIs. Right. Not awful in 24 games. And he only has two or home 27 runs. games. Yeah. Only two home runs, but he has, he's still driving in runs. And one of those home runs was game one. Yes. Uh, yes. Game one, which was his best game. <laughs> yes. Five RBI, yes. and a home run, but he is still driving in runs, which is good to see. So I think I, I told you his problem and that's the pull percentage. The ground ball percentage is way up for him. He's got a career low and strikeout percentage right now. So he's, he's putting good at bats together. He just, the biggest thing I've noticed with him too, is he's missing those yes. hangers, mm-hmm. those hanging breaking balls or those fastballs right there. He's just missing on those that were just crushed last year. So, I think he's going to get it together, but overall, you know, not a bad start to the season. We got the Orioles and the Giants again this week. I think the series I'm most looking forward to, but probably before we talk again, is that four, three or four games at the Mets next week. That should be pretty entertaining, given how that last game of that series went. Yeah, I was looking at the schedule, and like you said, the, the Orioles for three at home, the Giants for three at home, then go to Mets, go to Pittsburgh. I don't see another day off for a long time. Yeah. Uh, it looks like the 25th. Today is the 9th. So, you know, as we take, as we record this, so there's a long, this is a long stretch. You have three, three, four, three, and then two games with the uh, Blue Jays at home. And we have lost just what, just one series so far? The I Mets, was, right? That's we, the only series we've lost. I was going to ask if we, if, was that a four game or a three game? It was a three game. We should have won it. Yes. Because we blew. We, yeah, we blew the one. They took Scherzer out, and we went up 2-0 yes, and then blew we've it either, We've either split or won all the other right. series besides that one. Um, you can live with that. That's I mean, a, that's especially a playoff with team. Jack, if you, especially with Jack out. If you're you winning, can live with that. If you're winning every – if you're splitting or winning every um, series, you're in the playoffs. And think about – I mean, that's with mainly – Nolan being the only one doing anything. Nolan, Nolan and Tommy. Right. Now, Goldschmidt's really picked it up the last couple he of weeks. He, the homers haven't been there he yet. He was batting 500 for a week. Uh, yeah. That really jumped. His his batting average now is, is it's over. It's almost 290. Yeah. yeah. It, he's he's catching up like he does in May. And But and again, think about, like we said, O'Neill gets going. Yes. Carlson gets going. Bader still has looked much improved to play at times. Bader, by the way, did you know he leads the National League in stolen bases? Tied with Tommy, though. Yeah, Tommy stole one the other day. Yeah, they're yeah, both so at they're six, tied. I think. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah, they're tied. Um, that's great to see. You know, that's I really love, great to see. I love him. the running Cardinals. I love, I love old school baseball. I love hitting and running. I love stealing and moving the runners over. And that one game where we had fifteen singles and we won the game and we scored eight yeah, runs, we didn't hit one home run that game. We had all singles, fifteen yep. of them, and they still won the game because it was running from first to third. It was stealing bases. It was sack flies. Yeah. I think the first three runs were sack flies. Like. That is baseball. Like you got to find a way to win. Get the runs, and in. they and they did exactly that. So you got to be able to win in multiple ways. But I don't think we'll uh, we'll talk for a while. I don't know. You know, maybe a day game. We do a you know an evening show or something. Yeah. Um, like maybe the nineteenth is a is a nooner uh, to, to end the Mets series. Maybe we talk after that. Um, so which is still ten days from now. So maybe we come back in ten days and, after Scherzer's torn us up again. Yeah, yeah. So maybe in ten days we'll come back. We'll break down um the win streak of the Cardinals. We Baltimore, 
Giants, Mets. I mean, that Baltimore Giants and Mets. That's that's the next three series the, before we probably talk again. You want to talk about those at all? I mean, that's tough. How many? I games? know nothing about Baltimore other than they're bad. So they're, hopefully that they're bad. It'd be um, great if that was the first sweep of the season. Yes. Um. So that's ten the, games. Ten the games. Giants did not scare me. We have the same uh, record right now. Yeah. As the Giants. I mean they their their pitching their pitching does not look as good as it was last year. No, their, ro- their rotation for sure, because they lost. What was it? Gosman was their mm-hmm. big guy that they lost, and he has been really good. You talk about it, probably one of the few like big free agent pitcher signings that has like paid off. I think the Blue Jays got him. Yeah, right. He's looked really good. He has, and we talked about hopefully getting him. So let's say ten games. What will be the record in this ten games? So three Baltimore, three San Fran, four the Mets. We're five and five in the last ten. This is the next ten I'm game say run. Probably six and four. I'm gonna say two, two of the two of the three from Baltimore. I was gonna ask, does that you is it are you thinking Wayno starts Tuesday with that or does it not matter? Oh, is he is he slated to start tomorrow? Uh, or next, are you talking next Tuesday? No, sorry, Tuesday or Wednesday. He's supposed to start Tuesday or Wednesday because of, I haven't heard oh, anything else on I him. Think I wonder. I think it's tomorrow. I think it's tomorrow's when he's supposed to. And they, uh, sorry, so Tuesday the tenth, he was supposed to start. So that would be um, most people listening to this will be today. Will be and we haven't heard about his his COVID results. He has yeah. to have two negative tests. So when you're talking about a, six, but even if he doesn't start you the Orioles series, they should still win two or three. So I would say two or three from the Orioles, two or three from the Giants, and probably another hope. I mean, probably another split with the Mets is my guess. I think that's fair uh, because that's on. Brand. Could be seven and three I'm, if we sweep the Orioles. I'm gonna go seven and three. That's what I'm gonna sit. I'm gonna so sit. You think the Orioles are the first? Will be the first sweep of the season? Yes, Cardinals will sweep the Orioles for the first sweep of the season, tenth, uh, eleventh, twelfth. So that will be that. And then the and I agree with a split in um in, in New, York. New York. That's where I'm sitting with it. Cool. Seven and three for the next ten, which would be an improvement from the last ten of five and five. Yes. Yeah, I mean, no real complaints. Too bad at this point. No. I, I think especially, you know, you're more than treading water. Yes. With Jack out. I think you're which you're, is which is big. You want to see that. And the it, offense hasn't fully clicked yet. It's so keep, it's keeping Milwaukee in arm's length and the rest of the division behind you, which is easy to do at the moment. You gotta win those division games against the other three and you just gotta keep up with, with Milwaukee. Well, yeah, the big I think the big series after that Mets one is another four against Milwaukee, isn't it? At Milwaukee? It's Pittsburgh after Mets. Milwaukee's coming up soon uh, yeah. this month. Uh, uh, May 26th is a four-game set with the Brewers in St. Louis. Oh, that's right. They haven't come to St. Louis yet. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so. That's going to be big. Oh, that, is, that, uh, Lee, is that Memorial Day weekend? Yep. Yeah, I think I'm going. Uh, nice. We're going to go because we're going to do the Wayno signing. Oh, that's on right. One of those days, there's a Wayno signing for charity. I'm going to be in Arkansas yeah, for the yeah, yeah. weekend, but it's not far from St. Oh. Louis. So, yeah. All right. Well, thanks for joining that's Winter Podcast. Uh, I'm Ryan Jenkins. It's Josh Brown. You can follow us on Twitter. Follow us also. Uh, that's a Winter Pod at That's a Winter Pod. You can get us anywhere. And I want to follow up and say that Nolan Arenado is going to win MVP. Buster Thank Posey. God for him this first month. Buster Posey is still not going to be a Hall of Famer. <laughs> 
And, and Yachty will be first ballot. And Yachty will be first ballot. And yeah, we had a poll on that. And 91, 92% of the vote said he was a Hall of Famer, just like his ballot will say the first time around. Oh, well, yeah. 92%. You just, I mean, you got to be a hater to say he's not a Hall of Famer at there all. There were 8%. So that was probably like yeah, a couple votes. Some stray Cubs fans. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Um, be sure to follow us everywhere. And uh, we'll get with you probably about 10 days. Thanks for listening and watching. From the belt to the plate, a swing and a miss, and that's the winner! That's the winner! A World Series winner for the Cardinals! Smith corks one in the right down the line! It may go! Go crazy, folks! Go crazy! It's a home run, and the Cardinals have won the game by the score of 3-2! to two.